Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, don't waste your vote, part two. Here we go. Let's go back to the magnanimous boss who asked for the vote. I I think you had some concerns about that. Share that with us. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk briefly about voting though. Okay. For most bosses, you're not voting. Lots of managers call it voting because it suggests some sort of, I'm, I'm a really nice guy and I'm actually giving you a voice that they're, you know, their directs have democratic power, but they don't really mean it. A better word to describe what is more likely happening in situations like these is polling. Okay. Like you're part of a poll. Okay. And I don't mean poll like the place you go to vote. I mean, polling, like you get called for an opinion poll. Okay. Your boss, when he asks you for input to vote is actually taking a poll. In polling, there isn't a winner or loser, there's only data. This means that your voice isn't determining the outcome. It's informing your boss with some data because she's going to make the determination of the winner or loser, not the process of quote, voting, unquote. The results of the vote, not really poll, are only going to inform her decision. So what that boils down to is you don't have the power of casting a vote when you are voting, but your dissent will be recorded. All you have is the power you have when you're polled, which is to give input, which is to say not much power at all. And guys, when you're the lone dissenter in a vote, you have all the negatives of disagreeing with everyone and potentially your boss but none of the power of an actual vote to make a difference. So are you then suggesting that if I'm the lone dissenter and I disagree with the decision that I actually vote yes? Yeah, you vote with everybody else. You change your vote because it's not a vote. You're being polled. Do you really want to fall on your sword about a poll? No. I'm sure this is the moment in the cast where you realized, ooh, some people aren't going to like this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We led people in a little bit by calling it voting. It's never been voting. The idea that a boss would allow a, a group of directs to vote is, is ludicrous. I mean, I, I suppose there are rare exceptions. But look, if the boss is 51-49 in favor of something and a decision has to be made go or no go, as opposed to just status quo or A versus B versus status quo, and you have to, you can't do status quo, the company's going out of business, and we have to choose this path or that path, and the boss is 51-49, and the vote comes out even, the boss will probably go with his 51 or her 51% choice, even though it'll be a tough choice, and they'll always wonder whether or not they were wrong until they get results in the marketplace. On the other hand, if they're 51-49, and it goes, say, 6-2 to two in favor of the 49, My guess is more than half the time, they're going to choose the 51, not because they're bad or wrong, but because people misunderstand the weight of their vote rather than they're just providing input to the person upon whose shoulders rests the mantle of responsibility. When you suggest that you vote yes, even though you're feeling no, because you're the lone dissenter in this particular case we're talking about, I, I just go back to, I call the Louise Charles rule, which is ask a different question, right? Don't ask about what's the exactly. right thing to do. What's right? Don't don't focus on being right, Mike. <laughs> That's what she right. said. Focus on being effective. If you dissent and you're the lone dissenter and you and you fall on your sword on this, then you've you've lost to some degree, maybe small, maybe a lot, 
some influence in terms of when it comes yeah. down to the implementation and suggestion for change, because changes happen all the time, right? But you're you're the guy that was against it, right? You're the guy that voted no against the other eight people in the room, right? So focus on being more effective. Yeah. Here's another way to think of it. I had a person ask me a question about something they described as a moral dilemma. Oh, I don't know. It's been maybe a year ago. They had felt that they were being mistreated after having fallen on their sword about something. And of course, falling on your sword even is a bad phrase because falling on, so on your sword means you quit. Right. Right. Falling on your sword means you die. But it's, it's the equivalent of Harry Carey. So this guy said, hey, look, I feel I've been treated poorly. I voted against and they went forward and now I'm being cut out and I'm being ostracized and so on. And I want to be treated fairly because I want to be treated based on the moral ethical stand I took. And I said, let me ask you something. When you get together with your friends, do you guys talk moral ethical stuff, philosophical stuff? No. I said, you talk about YouTube videos and, and Big Bang Theory. He was a geek. And probably if it's all guys, you probably talk about girls and you talk maybe you talk about spouses and you talk about movies and you talk about sports and you talk about funny stuff that happened at work and the dork you know that you interviewed that did a dumb thing right he says yeah that's pretty normal i said yeah, that's true for me too we all talk about normal stuff i said but now you want to be judged on moral and ethical stuff it's not how the world works unfortunately movies are made Books are made about those things, but we don't give ideal guidance. We give real guidance. And the fact is, if you make what you consider to be a moral ethical stand about a business decision, as opposed to what our, my friend Mike Swenson would call a jugular decision, you're asking for a higher standard to be applied than needs to be applied. And far, far, far more decisions are made that are just fairly routine. And we make ourselves into pillars of ethics when, in fact, it's generally not true. And you're right. It's about being effective. And if you're not going to fall on your sword, guys, you have to live to fight another day. And if you live to fight another day, but always act as if you're going to fall on your sword, you become the boy who cried wolf. You're always standing up and saying, no, you can't. No, 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 no. I'm smarter. I've got data. I've got this. I've got that. I can't believe you're doing this. People will stop listening to you. Yeah. And the fact is, your ideas are not going to win every single time. They're not. And so, therefore, you're going to have to lose. Learn how to lose gracefully. Yeah. And that leads to why vote against something if your vote doesn't matter. If it doesn't matter, yeah, why, exactly. ta why take yeah. all the risk and all the, and all the negatives when it just doesn't matter? Yeah. So, yeah, if you combine our previous guidance about counting votes, which I think is, I, I don't, I didn't look. Um, I try not to look at old casts, old guidance, but I think it was politics chapter one, which is count votes. And I've given that guidance so many times, Mike, I can't tell you. I'm like, somebody's getting ready to go into a meeting. And I said, what's going to happen? He says, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> really? Well, there's your problem. I mean, seriously, dude, there's your problem. You don't know what's going to happen. If I could tell you, I said, so let's spend a half an hour. And I would spend, I've spent half an hour with people on the phone going, let's go down. Everybody's going to be in a meeting. Let's going to go down. Let's go down, talk about the context and everything else. And at the end, I say, okay, so it's pretty clear. It's going to be six to two against. Does that change the way you're going to do things? Yeah, it really is. Okay. And I said, no offense, but I'm on the outside. And that took me a half an hour. You need to know how people are going to vote. And again, keep in mind, it's polling as opposed to voting. And by the way, folks, now that you know that, you know something that very few people know. I wouldn't not call it a vote because that's, that's the vernacular everybody else uses. 
but keep in mind it's not the same thing okay if you put that idea counting votes together with don't waste your vote where you end up is don't vote against the majority if you're certain you're going to lose we started out with don't waste your vote if you're the lone dissenter but if you're certain you're going to lose it's as if you're the lone dissenter and now again we recommend you vote with the majority okay i'm sure that's another point that people are going to send me emails and say wow you're recommending unethical no i'm not no no, no it's a poll though it's a poll it's you're, a poll it's a poll yeah. it's not a vote yeah to put it in your words you, you you hit the nail on the head mike now that it's more clear poll with the majority okay because you're not voting you're not violating your conscience you're just participating in a poll guys we're not recommending that you simply change your poll or your vote every time we're not suggesting you cannot be in the minority you're going to be in the minority sometimes on things that are close and you're going to be in the majority other times not the minority and majority really matter it's just data it's not an election if there are seven voices at the table and you think it's going to end up at four three based on the counting you do by all means poll with the three if you decide that that's the side you want to be on don't take our guidance to the reductio ad absurdum level of saying well i've got to go get a run around in front of the crowd however stupid the crowd might be that's not what we're suggesting we're suggesting you politic you're politically wise enough to fight again and not damage your brand by heaven forbid, routinely disagreeing with the majority. Look, in a seven-person poll, if you were the only dissent or one of only two dissenters, we would recommend you acquiesce to the majority before you're polled, okay? We're going to come back to that before in a minute. And if you're one of two and you're going to lose five to two, then we recommend, or if it's six to one or five to two, we recommend you go ahead and vote with the majority and when you you switch from five to two and you end up voting with the majority so it ends up being six to one let your colleague know what you're going to do beforehand so he or she will know they're not the only one they don't feel like you're throwing them under the bus because you guys have been talking about it beforehand and you agreed with her right <laughs> yeah but again if it's going to be four three based on your count go ahead and poll as a dissent provided if in fact your boss asks for a case to be made you're willing to make the case and that happens more than people want it to you know defend your dissent if you will but it's a fair tactic for a boss to use and that may in fact be his or her way to say okay i've got enough healthy dissent here then i need to look at this again let me open my ears a little wider to hear the people who are disagreeing speak because most of us don't do that very well one of our filters is if the new information disagrees with what we already think it doesn't get through the filter Let's just assume for a second that, that I'm going to this meeting and I disagree with what I think the majority opinion is going to be. Right. You're not suggesting that I go into this meeting and I keep my mouth shut and not share my thoughts about why this might be a bad idea. Because I know at the end there's going to be this vote or poll and I would be in the minority. You're not suggesting that. No, as long as, as, long as you understand the difference between the discussion phase and the voting or polling phase you're fine okay but it's a distinction too many of us including me don't make okay we're not recommending you hold back your opinion all the time until you have a sense of things and then vote with the winners that's not politicking that's bootlicking yeah okay that's opportunism that's being a politician okay if you believe project x is dumb 
First of all, don't say that, particularly if it came from your boss, but make a case against Project X, or even better, in most cases, a case for Project Y. Don't just be a destroyer, be a creator, okay? Gather your evidence, describe your concerns, carefully, if your boss seems intent, by the way, on Project X. Talk to your colleagues, politic them. By the way, politic with a K at the end is a verb. Okay, it means to attempt to get them to vote with you. <laughs> Consider their points of view. Consider incorporating their points of view into your opinion and perhaps changing your opinion a la pre-wiring. Or incorporate their point of view into yours and win them over by joining forces. Do what you need to do. Gather data, talk to people, consider their input, share your input to them, and then count votes. And think about how your polling statement is going to be received politically and how much value it's going to have. And be smart when you do that analysis. I mean, that's really what I'm saying. Good. Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's go back to kind of, uh, maybe it's not more, there's something short of moral ethical where people would quote unquote fall on their sword, even though they're not really falling on the sword in the real, in the, in the real meaning of the term. And this is like the strenuously object, the, like the, the Demi Moore rule, if you will. I strenuously object. Yeah. The, the, if you Folks, if you don't know it, you should see A Few Good Men, if only because you've probably seen the Jack Nicholson speech at the end. Either way, I don't care what you're entitled to. Actually, there's a really popular YouTube video in the last year or so of some four or five or six or seven-year-old boy reciting it from memory in the bathtub. It's kind of funny. There's a great part of the movie. Um, Demi Moore's character, a lawyer, objects to a ruling that the judge has made, and the judge plays a great part in that movie too, and the judge overrules her. But then she says, but Your Honor, I strenuously object. <laughs> and with the beauty of it is when you Google that, just a great, the just YouTube great. video that comes up is not of her strenuously objecting, but of the aftermath of one of her coworkers, one of her colleague lawyers, not Tom Cruise, the other guy, also who plays a great role, saying to her, oh, so that's how it works, huh? You strenuously object after the judge has already uh, overruled your objection. What we're getting at here while trying to make a pop culture reference somewhat in a somewhat strained fashion is there are two versions of this kind of political misstep. What Demi Moore did was a political misstep. She had already been overruled and strenuously objecting now suggests, if I put the word strenuously, if I really explain to you how strongly I feel about this, Your Honor, then you'll overrule yourself and you'll agree with me. Yeah, that doesn't work. That's a political error because now it appears that you're saying, Your Honor, you don't understand how smart I am and how passionate I am about this point. Give me another chance to win you over. Well, if you, in fact, won the person over, they would have to admit that the first thing they said was wrong, and it's simply based on your strenuousness, which is probably not a good standard to apply to overruling oneself. So the first kind of error that people get into when it comes to having to vote or poll against the majority is to vote no, but then to make an impassioned last-ditch plea for others to agree with you. And folks, at this point, when you get to the decision phase, when you get to the voting or the polling phase, the persuading your peers phase is over. 
Your boss may choose to open it up again based on a split decision or any other thing, but you don't get to say, before I vote no, I want another, sh another, another bite at the apple. That's not the way it works. Even worse, a lot of people do this after other people have already po been polled in the meeting that they're in. And said yes, right? Yeah, and said yes. Oh, good. So now you're going to strenuously object to their yes, and they're going to magically roll over on you. No, they're going to do what the judge did and say, so noted. I still vote <laughs> yes. Yeah, people are unlikely to change their votes after their vote has been counted or their poll has their, their input to the poll has been accepted by the pollster, your boss. How about voting yes and then, and, oh, and then yeah. spending time talking about why it, it's still a bad idea? Yeah, you might even start by saying, I listen to these two guys on the radio and they, they say I should vote yes. So I'm going to say yes because I want to be political. But, I wanna, <laughs> but frankly, I disagree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes you look uncourageous or worse, callow or even worse, unprincipled. Totally bad combination. <laughs> You're essentially making a case for why you won't be wrong whether it goes well or poorly. And now, now guys, you're a politician. There's not a person listening to this that at some level doesn't understand that politics, the intonation, the connection between decision-making and relationships and resources and outcomes. In other words, the, the connection between humanity and ideas is inherently real and to be considered when one thinks about things. Thinking about the impact on other people is a form of politics, okay? But being a politician is what so many people don't like because it suggests I have no soul, I'm only interested in being right, or I'm willing to tell anybody anything in order to get what I want. It suggests a soulless decision-making, which is not what we're recommending. We don't want you to be a politician. We want you to be sensitive to the politics of a situation, and there's a difference. Okay, I want to mention a couple other things real quick. This cast really, I wrote it pretty fast. It only took a couple hours, but I felt like I was just literally opening up, opening up little spores of ideas that we could talk about. I want to touch on a few of them, and I reserve the right in future podcasts or guidance, whatever form they might take, to expand upon them a little bit. Guys, if nobody knows how you're going to vote beforehand and you vote no, for some reason you're, you play your cards close to your vest or you're not an open communicator, okay? That's a stupid move. Hiding your opinions is abusing your responsibility during the discussion phase for communicating, especially when your boss has set aside reasonable time for research and discussion and collaboration and vote counting. That's part of what when vote counting happens is during the discussion phase, right? Now, let's take it a little bit further. Guys, we know what some of you are thinking right now. Yes, it's possible that things will turn out poorly for Project X and you will have thought to push for no you will have realized you weren't going to win, and you will vote yes. And your boss will come back to you and say, how come you didn't speak up, right? Why did you vote yes? I thought you had been against it. You should have made your case better. And by the way, this is especially true if your concerns were what the failure 
of the project turned on, right? For whether it's budget or senior executive support or a misreading of the culture or the marketplace or customers or whatever. The answer to that, and this is very simplistic, is to say, I did my best, boss. I did my best to make my case before we provided our input. By the way, don't say voted. Okay. I saw what others saw and what you saw. My concerns weren't enough to sway to the discussion. And I murdered the unchosen alternative and got on board with everybody else. And that helped me implement to the best of my ability. And look, guys, you're going to be wrong in your career. It's far better to be wrong with political minimization than it is to be wrong and to have political exposure as well. Again, we don't want you to run around in front of the majority. There are times to disagree, particularly if it's something you feel strongly about. And it's okay to disagree if it's a close vote. Uh, it's politically stupid to have an unclosed vote and to, to act as if you're willing to fall on your sword. But look, if your boss blames you for the mistake, it's his problem. And that is, he made the mistake. And if you had just strenuously objected, that's politically damaging for you, regardless of whether he blames you or not. And you can't, you, you're not your boss. If he or she blames you, he or she will blame you for something that you do good as well as for something you do bad. Right. Good. Uh, yeah. A long one, but that's how politics are sometimes. They get subtle. And I know when I was 25, I didn't understand the subtleties. Yeah. It's time to start talking about these. These things are a little bit, they're a little less cut and dry, a little less black and white. And yeah. if you don't understand it, though, and you go into these discussions, you, you, you'll be made to look a fool repeatedly, yeah. and you won't even know it. Don't you think, I suspect there'll be some listeners that go into the next couple of meetings they have, particularly mid-level managers who know that they're close to politics, but don't really get involved in some of the backroom conversations. Because yes, folks, your organization has backroom conversations, sometimes because they don't want it to happen on email. But as they get closer to realize, they'll, they'll perhaps listen to some of the discussions that are happening that may, they may or may not be a part of, or there may be a tangential part of. They may listen to some of those discussions with a bit of a different eye. I hope that happens. Um, it's far better to learn when your neck is not on the line. That's right. One of the great things about being a human is we can learn from other people's mistakes. And Mike and I stand foursquare on the side of, we made these mistakes. Don't do what we did. Do what we've learned to do since then. Yeah, part of it just being is, is awareness, right? Being being aware yeah. of these calculations being made. Start paying attention and make more discernments. Yeah, right? and if better. you're thinking you're not on the right side and you realize all these things are going on and you don't know which way the forces are are blowing, the idea that you're going to purely vote just based on the project without some awareness of which way the political winds are blowing is the very definition of of naivety. And now, again, there are times when it's okay, but probably far less times than most of us realize. And we want you around for a long time, making a difference, being a professional. We want you to teach your directs this as well. Uh, we want them to become managers, not to become politicians, but to become aware that politics matters. And if you want a top job in your organization, remember, I've said it many, many times, it's horseman's rule of the perception of executives. When you look up at the top of your organization, what you call politics, they call collaboration. What you call voting, they know is just a poll. Okay, so let me wrap up. 
don't vote against something if you're the only one. And taking that further, don't vote against something if your vote won't matter. If it's important, make your case beforehand. And it's okay to lose. It's going to happen. It's happened to me a lot. And whatever you do, don't make it worse by trying to fall on your sword in a public way by strenuously objecting and saying yes, but saying I really mean no, or saying no, but then acting as if you're still going to undermine it. And look, we know, guys, you've disagreed with something and you've been overruled. And then you were later proven right. Being right doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Think about Mike talking about the Louise Charles rule. Mike, do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? And there's a difference between disagreeing in the discussion phase and disagreeing in the decision phase. If your vote or your polling position isn't going to matter, you have to consider that you're not winning a Pyrrhic victory. And if you don't know, Pyrrhic victory is winning, but with a devastating cost. If you're not winning a Pyrrhic victory because you're going to lose, you're knowingly walking into a Pyrrhic defeat, which is to say a loss with a devastating cost. Who would want that if you could minimize your losses? Because if you read Sun Tzu, he says, if you're outnumbered, walk away. Fight a different day. That's right. And for those of you who have difficulty with this, think about this. You can't make a difference in your organization if you can't come back the next day to fight. Brilliant. You've got to stay in the game to win. Yep, exactly. All right, my friend. Thank you. Anytime, partner. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.